Are you listening to CBJRadio.com yet? The 2021 International Singer-Songwriters Association Radio Station of the Year. It's a free internet radio station, brand new shows every day. Shows range from all rock shows to a request show to all independent shows to a hip-hop show. And don't forget about Retro Saturday Night. Make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. Hello friends, how are you doing? I hope all is well in your world. Now, I currently do not have any sponsors for this show, except, you know, cbjradio.com. That's a station I happen to own with a buddy of mine. And if you're not listening to it, you should. But if you want to be a sponsor for All My Friends with Justin Flaskrude, hit me up on the All My Friends with Justin Flaskrude Facebook page. Or if you don't have Facebook, you can try other ways, uh, direct messages, private messages, and other social media or you can email me at rudedaddy at hotmail.com. R-U-D-E-D-A-D-D-Y at hotmail.com. Also, you may see that I post a screenshot on social media of the interview, and I try to wear a different shirt ranging from pro wrestling to Star Wars or just pop culture stuff. Listen to this, folks. I will wear your bands, your company, your organization's t-shirt if you send it to me. Now, I do have standards, so I just won't wear any t-shirt. So contact me on social media, whatever platform you have, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I got those. And I will send you my mailing address, and you can send me your, your, your gear. And I will wear it during uh, the screenshot, during the interview. All right, speaking of that interview, today's guest is Mark Gill. Mark has lived an interesting life, from growing up on a ranch to bullfighting on the rodeo scene to studying pharmacy for a bit. Now, I don't want to give away any more of the interview, so let's get to it. I was born in Denver, Colorado, but I grew up here. So were your, were your parents uh, from Wyoming or Colorado? Uh, they were from Colorado. Okay. And did they Denver area or, or, uh, they both went to high school in Denver and then they moved to basalt Colorado on the Western slope. Okay. And we're working on a ranch there and then they had me and then they came here. What brought them to Wyoming? Uh, they wanted to have a place like of their own rather yeah. than working for somebody else. And they chose Laramie over steamboat for some reason. for the same amount of money they could have got a smaller place there and i kicked them every time i drive by where that place was wow (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sure nope ended up here and And, um so uh growing up in in laramie wyoming where you what were you into athletics academics were you in clubs everything yeah um (laughs) 
I know. I grew up on a little ranch out west of town. Okay. And sports were huge in our family. So baseball was huge. Uh, track, cross country, skiing. Uh, that's about it. Biking. Kind of jumped in on a question. Do you got any siblings? I do know the answer to this, but. Oh, yeah. yes. One, one younger brother. And what's the age difference there? Just two years. Just two years. My, so, my big little brother. Your big little brother. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. Uh, so was he, were you guys like freaking frack just because it's two years apart? So was he into all the stuff you were into or are you just blazing a trail being the oldest? No, it was pretty much the same. I mean, sports yeah. wise and athletics wise and stuff like that. Yeah. You guys all, you did the same sports. He, he did the same sports as you. For the most part. Yeah. And uh, academically, was it? No. <laughs> Seeds get degrees, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I understand, and it's weird because my dad and stepmom are teachers. My stepdad taught at the university. I was surrounded by educators, and I was not the best student in the world. Um, I like sports. I like everything but being in that classroom. And uh, all you, all I really did was just did enough to play sports. Right. Kind of when it be, eligibility became a thing. And, uh, but I kick myself cause I'm like, yeah, it was, there were great times. I loved every sport I played and, but yet I walk up the stairs and I sound like popcorn machine and, uh, <laughs> you know, wish I would use my head a little more, not in sports, but I'm applied myself on the academic side, uh, to learn a more. Yeah. And so did you get started up on, uh, Laramie soccer here in Laramie? Nope. Never did play soccer. Never did play soccer, huh? No. Kind of like the invert. I never played baseball. Like, yeah. I. Two great programs that Laramie has for youth yeah. sport. And it's like, it seems like everybody does one or the other. Yeah. It, it, I'm left-handed. And so everything I did, I mirror people and from writing stuff. And I didn't know any left-handers till probably middle school. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so to have somebody show me how to bat, was just weird to you know, I, I bat left-handed there you go i play golf left-handed too yeah you're a real left-handed person but i <laughs> do everything else right yeah i write right-handed i so i but should I can, I can switch hit in ba in baseball softball and i can putt re like the other way around and uh but yet so i didn't play but i couldn't I could catch the ball, but I just couldn't make contact with the ball. So I was like, I'll just play soccer. So, and I, in Oregon, I, I was pretty good at soccer. I had quite the leg. I could either, I could kick the distance of the field for being a little kid. And, uh, That's so they, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they put me in goalie or they put me like forward. And cause then if I was goalie, then I could clear it out pretty easy to get in the field. So I was forward. I could just drill the other goalie cause it was coming in hot. And, uh, but yeah, I, I played soccer till like fifth, sixth grade. And, uh, I was like, I'm not playing any sports. I'm going to stay home so I can watch Saturday morning cartoons because <laughs> they were such a conflict, but, it, but instead I wrestled, I went and wrestled oh, for yeah. sixth grade, seventh grade. And I was like, that was so dumb. I never, I didn't stick with that sport maybe three years, but, um, I was like, you could have been watching cartoons instead of wrestling. Like it just was, a. I think a lot of my friends were doing it. I was like, fine, let's wrestle. But 
I wasn't that good in sixth grade, reasonable in seventh. Eighth grade, moved to Laramie, had one match and pinned the guy really fast. And then I had chicken pox for the rest of the year. So the rest of the season. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, I don't. And then, oh, I got hurt. And I was like wrestling. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. And so uh, baseball, did you, you start playing as a little kid? And yeah. uh, what position? Key ball all the way up. Uh, middle infield. Middle infield. Yeah. What was your What was your favorite to play? Usually, uh, second base. Second base. Mm-hmm. Turning that too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kurt Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt always played short. So then we had Brett Williams in there too. So. Yeah. 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 I'm sure I watched a few of those games. Like turning two, you got to jump up in the air. Otherwise, you get some cleats in your jump. Oh, yeah. You get smoked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get smoked at playing? You know, baseball, no. Yeah. No. No. Pretty tame compared to the rest of everything else. Uh, yeah. Did you, were you into any like uh, clubs and such as a kid? No. I mean, sports really took, it took everything. I mean, yeah. You did. You know, you're doing a sport every single season. Yeah. And you lived, well, you, and you lived on a ranch. Yeah. And then lived out of town. So, I mean, and, did like 4-H and stuff like that. Yeah. Which took time in the summer also. But Did your, I mean, I have no idea what ranch life is like. Did your, did your parents have you, you know, working everything fairly early in life or were you just. Oh yeah. I mean, we, we knew how to, you know, we were riding horses and, you know, working cows and stuff like that and fixing fence was more of a punishment like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah uh you know raised animals for 4-h and everything else like that and then were you did you join were you an ffa uh no just did 4-h just 4-h mm-hmm. we get uh cows from 4-h the auction yeah uh, my girlfriend owns funeral home and so she spends a lot of money there. She's got a lot of plaques out there. Oh yeah, yeah. They do. They do an amazing job out there. Yeah, and we have for years and years. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like I'm always telling people, like, stop spending money at the store. Go buy a 4-H cow. Like, you know where it's been taken care of, and it's been taken care of really well. Mm-hmm. And it, like the meat we've had has been always really good, and oh, amazing and everything, and pig, and goat. We had goat. And that's an interesting. It depends on how you cook it. Yeah, yeah. I know some all right stuff. We had goat stew, which was you can do about any meat stew, but yeah, it was interesting. I was like, maybe no goat next time. Like we got enough. We're good. Well, lamb's really good. Yeah, my daughter raises goats, so ah, she likes likes showing them some. Yeah, turned out she wanted to just make like goat soap and stuff like that okay <laughs> it turned into actually like showing goats so. interesting so she get attached to them I, I feel so bad you know they've been really good about it yeah and i think the funniest thing she ever said and it was the first year she did it she's like they're not forever pets oh, okay and so they had you know pretty good understanding of it from there. And I mean, they kind of grew up in that lifestyle anyway, you know, from the time they were born. Yeah. So. Did you get attached to your animals or were you like? No, you know, and it was the same thing. It just, it was a thing. They're functional, not. They're, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And so, uh, 
growing up through you, you, you and you, your brother's about two years younger than me, younger than you doing, doing Laramie stuff. Did you have, um, did you know, in like, like high school that you, what you want to do after high school? No clue. No clue. No clue. <laughs> did, uh, I, had, I had chances to go do stuff and kind of the same thing, you know, grades, grades. Yeah. Held you held you back, you know. You did just enough to stay eligible. Well, then you weren't competitive for scholarships. So. Um, did did you downhill ski race? Mm-hmm. I okay. did both. I I raced Nordic my yeah. senior year, but I raced okay. downhill all the rest of the time. But decided my senior year to race cross country. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I was like, I swear, I have some yeah. good memories with you. And I was like, maybe that's because the the uh, cross country team was with us. And I was like, no. I swear he was on a, a downhill. Yeah, team. I raced downhill like basically from the time I was like five. Yeah. And then my senior year, my parents said, Well, if for some reason you don't get a scholarship, uh, we're not paying for your school if you blow a knee out. So I was like, Oh. Oh wow. I'll go ski cross country then. And that was the eye opener. <laughs> <laughs> that is um I... I had a great big gas tank, but I had no technique. Oh. <laughs> yeah i wasn't like i went cross country skiing a lot as a kid like my dad and stepmom would take us a lot and i was just like no way i would want to do this as a sport no just point me downhill i got enough weight behind me go fast and uh i i skied because it kept me in shape for football and i didn't have to oh, do yeah. as i called them as detai called them voluntary workouts <laughs> um, if you weren't in another sport you were doing stuff for him and i was like well might as well do another sport and then i think i did track one year in high school uh was on shot and disc and our coach was uh female and she was like three four months pregnant but she could throw a disc as far as i could and she wasn't supposed to but mm -hmm. she had great technique and uh <laughs> she i mean she made me so strong she had such a different workout scheme compared to what I was doing for football and stuff. And she had always like bribed me with, uh, she went to college with Christian Okoya and he was oh, kicking ass in the NFL. Yeah. And she's like, I'll get you autographed this. If you can do the splits, <laughs> right, I'll take you out. And I was so close to doing the splits. And she's like, every strong athlete out there has flexibility. And every, I was like, okay. And, uh, never got quite there, but, I could grab my toes, which is unheard of now. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I could, and it made me really flexible. It made me better football player the next year because of what she did. And we had some guys quit the team because they didn't want a female coach. So that was kind of interesting. And it left like the people that I hadn't thrown shot and disc in a long time, like having to compete at the 1A spot. And I'm like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get slaughtered because <laughs> not, I've not got the technique down as well. I, you know, I've been doing this for a couple of years. So yeah, I mean, track's fun. Those are some, like, at least I got to tan a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> they used to be as good too. I mean, we'd go places to eat. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, well, with football. Yeah. We'd eat. You want to us to a buffet. We'd destroy the place. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but other sports, not as bad, but yeah, cause it was less people. And so you, did you, you cross country ran too? Is that right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I ran cross country. And then I wrestled one year after junior high. So, like, wrestled through junior high and then downhill skied uh, freshman, sophomore, senior year, or freshman, sophomore, junior year, and then skied Nordic. And then ran outdoor track after that. Fine. Talk about being busy. Yeah. Did you, I mean, besides working on your ranch, did you hold down jobs while you were in high school? I, my first job, I guess it would have been my junior year, maybe. Because I wanted stuff. Like, I wanted, oh, yeah. I wanted a new baseball glove, stuff like that. And my parents were really good about getting us what we needed. Yeah. But uh, you're going to have to get a job. And I was like, okay. So I worked at Blimpy's. Oh, nice. So, which became Bailey's. Yeah. So and... I've known Dan since I was like forever. Yeah. There's a lot of people that started off there. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. And good. I look back on it now and it's like, the pay was so horrible. And what you had to do was so horrible. I, I'm so lucky I escaped food service. Yep. I did. Oh. I think about it. Um, yeah. I almost worked at Hardee's and uh, I was waiting on my uniform to come in and Kmart called and was like, you want a job? And I was like, yes, absolutely. I'm not working at Hardee's. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I've worked at Jason as a DJ and, and like Lovejoys and stuff, but mm-hmm. never. And, I, and I so, but, <laughs> and so I'm very, I'm very like uh, very protective of people who work in like as servers in the food industry. And I mean, cooks and stuff where I'm like, Pay them, (laughs) pay them well, because I want my food to be good. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And yeah, my first job was uh, a uh, assistant to a guy that owned a landscaping company. Basically, everybody else was doing all the fun lawn mowing stuff, the easy weed whacking. No, I was first bitch. And I had to move like railroad ties and rip out trees and like. He worked me. Stuff. Yeah. Cause I was friends with my parents. And I'm sure they were like, this is what he's going to do. And I mean, I got paid and everything, but it was like, I would, it was over the summertime. I would go to work, come home, shower, eat, sleep, repeat. I wouldn't spend the money because yeah. I was so damn tired and then had money for the school year and stuff. Uh, the second one was uh, I carried video equipment for, home football games for the Wyoming Cowboys my senior year. And uh, that was cool. And I got to roll tape for the highlights for the coaches show. And uh, so I would go to like War Memorial on a Saturday morning. And after playing football the night before and have like many press conferences with like our press people and uh, the other team that we just beat. And they would ask me, I was like, Lyman get no love. So I'm going to give you the real. They'd talk to me for a while. And so that was fun. Um, Is that how you got started and you're like wanting to do like communication? Uh, oddly weird. No. Like my, I think my stepdad was kind of grooming me, but then it was like, well, if we're going to, if you can have a job and go to school and play sports, at least I'm running the show when it comes to that job. And then I got into college and he was like, you should intern for me. And I was like, sure. I thought I was going to go into like marketing or teaching or something like that. And mm-hmm. I did an internship and was like, all right, this is good. I'm declaring and got in full boat classes for broadcasting the next semester. But I can't say he pushed me that hard. He just made me 
see how I don't not easy it was, but it fun it was. And he was the type of guy that was like no nepotism. Um, so Justin has to be the best. Right. And everybody pushed me that hard and everything. And they made me good at what I did. And of so um, but it was interesting at times working for him or around him because then it came like family business. Like there was no getting sick. There was no calling in to work. Right. I, better, I better be dead. Like that's, that's the only excuse. Otherwise I get a call from my mom and I'm like, you don't even work there. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I know, but I got to hear it from your stepdad. And I was like, ah, I just had a lot of time. I was like, I just want to be a normal college kid. Like all my friends get to go do stuff, but no, I got to work at, Oh God, early Sunday mornings and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it, it's fun. And I, I miss the world of broadcasting. Um, I don't do a lot of stuff these days with it. I mean, people go to, Oh, it's technology's technology, but um, not, I don't really get to use my medium that much video and stuff. Uh, I just spend my time critiquing documentaries, movies, TV, while I'm just sitting there going, Ugh. why would they do that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes it ruins it for me. Sometimes it, and my girlfriend would be like, oh, just pay attention to the movie. Quit <laughs> critiquing it. I'm like, I know. I know. It's funny. And so uh, I'll rewind you back. Like, I, I led into, you know, broadcasting and stuff. Kind of, I mean, not that I knew of it, but your parents weren't going to pay for, if you didn't get a scholarship, pay for a knee surgery. So uh, college, was that a choice? Is that what you want to do? Did you want to go local? I, did you want to go away? I thought I did. Yeah. And then I uh, thought I'd maybe work on playing ball a little bit more that summer. Oh, yeah. And then it didn't get looked at. So thought maybe if I worked real hard, I could go again the next summer and it didn't work out. Wow. Nobody didn't get picked up and ended up coming back here and running cross country for UW. Oh, wow. Took a year off in between and then ended up running cross country for UW. What'd you do in that year? Oh, <laughs> uh, worked. Yeah. It did concrete. Oh, that'll, that'll make you want to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My grandfather was a foreman on a lot of the buildings in Seattle. And so my uncles all spent time working for him and they all have all sorts of ailments back in your hands. And I'm like, yep, there's something about that, not doing that kind of work. So I'm going to work in technology. Yeah. I'm going to be in like indoor job or not indoor, but not pouring cement, digging ditches, stuff like that. Oh yeah. And no offense to those guys that do it for a living. I just knew I saw what could happen because, you know, your dads are kind of your blueprint to what what you're going to look like and feel like later in life. And exactly you can learn from them beating the hell out of their body. Then you've learned a good lesson and stuff. So you did a year of concrete and then you ran cross country. Did you I mean, did you walk you walked on? Yeah, obviously walked on, ended up uh, having a really good season, enjoyed it, uh, worked out all summer was getting ready to run again and then uh just kind of got burned out <laughs> from running yeah he had done your time on the road you were like yeah. oh, that's good and same thing i wonder how much residual damage it did oh yeah from that much you know when you were younger but oh yeah i mean looking back you're like oh I wish but yet 
you weren't smart. I wasn't smart enough at any age to be like, oh, this is going to be torture when I'm 48 years old. Like, I didn't think that far ahead. It was fun while I did it. I love hitting people in football and I love skiing and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Again, and, and then, so you got burned out. Then what? Uh, burned out on that kind of led to burned out on school too. So kind of bailed and worked a little bit and started attempting to try to rodeo and that was going two different directions and ended up falling into something I really liked to do. And so 96, I started rodeoing pretty much, well, quite a bit. What were your events or what was your event? Well, I tried riding Bronx and bareback horses at the beginning and yeah, I was, I was a donator. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's that mean? <laughs> it means I was that guy that paid entry fees but sucked so bad you weren't winning anything back. You were just donating to everybody else. So. I hear you. That's how I was at DECA and marketing. Yep. <laughs> I was in the event, but yeah. And so. Yeah, one night a guy there's like, hey, come help me fight bulls. I was like, ah, no. <laughs> And he kind of kept it up and kept it up. And finally, I was like, all right, fine. So I went out there and, you know, it was kind of fun. And then kind of kept doing it and kind of figured out that I was all right at it and turned into what it did. So, like, I, I remember talking to you not too long ago and you said bullfighting. And I, mm-hmm. my, my head went to like Spain and that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, and I go, and then it's like calling a janitor a custodian a janitor it's like a rodeo clown and and uh i was like okay that's a new spin on i've never heard because well i I like to be called a videographer i cameraman just really would grind my gears sometimes hey cameraman get over here so (laughs) i'm a videographer and so i was like a bullfighter i was like yeah that makes more sense and uh because not many people. Back, back in the old days, out. yeah. Back in the old days, that's what they were. I mean, they were they were yeah. rodeo clowns. They, you know, they did cowboy protection and they had to entertain the crowd and yeah, and everything like that. So, do you still entertain the crowd too? Do you guys oh, do bits and stuff? No, no. It, it, it's gotten so specialized and so there's so you work so many rodeos that you really just have to specialize in one thing. Uh huh. So my end, I'm not funny. Okay. So, <laughs> Yeah. I just worked in the, in the cowboy protection end of it. Yeah. And what was it like, like the first time you did it? You know, it was kind of, it was exciting. There's an adrenaline yeah. to it, you know, and then the the learning curve for me was really short. I, I got really lucky. I had, I had great people around me to, to learn from and yeah. already had, you know, some, some animal sense and some bull sense from being around animals my whole life and no one kind of, what they're going to do in you know certain situations and how they move and everything. So I already been chased by enough mama cows and <laughs> yeah, you know, like that. Yeah. But have you been hit, gored, or anything? Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I don't know. There's some nights where you don't do anything. Yeah, it just goes that way. And then there's some nights it's just like getting in a car crash 15 times. Oh, so. It's wow. yeah, it's it's physically demanding. It's it's all there. Yeah, I um in college I worked uh frontier days 
uh, video crew. I was in the pit in the middle. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, the harder ones to cover the Bronx because they go over the place. And they, yeah. you of them jumped over us. Bulls, like, I'd be like, they're going to go from here to here. Like, I, on my viewfinder, I'd be like, they're going to, they're not, they're not going to do a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. They don't travel a lot of country. They, yeah. they try to stay put. And, but then um, we were doing a story on Pete Burns, former yeah. rodeo coach. And uh, I was, one of our interns was on the, on the rodeo team and he was practicing that day and he was going to ride a bull. I was up on the chute, like right behind him, not in it. Thank God. And I was just like, I think my last words to him was, you're crazy. I might have said, you're fucking crazy. And then pulled back and he goes off and does his thing. And I was like, wow. I mean, that the reality of that big beast and it's not happy um, spinning around. I mean, and then you're out there going, yeah, come at me because I'm protecting the cowboy. Yeah. Come at me. Like if that works out, the cowboy's safe, but you might be flying through the air. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a trained, I mean, skill. I mean, that's, that's yeah, you gotta learn to, you know, your your head saying leave, but you know, you gotta you gotta stay there. So are there any particular like moves or like actions you do to that they like or less to get them are paying attention to you? You know, they, they go to movement. Yeah. And so, I mean, the whole red thing, that's kind of a, a wise tale because they're colorblind. <laughs> that makes sense. But, <laughs> so, so like when you see like these guys, these bullfighters, they still wear the baggies, you know, with the bandanas and stuff. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's an attention getter. Okay. And it still goes back to that kind of tradition thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a long, long tradition sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, They've at least got the safety stuff. We got the vests and the helmets. Yeah, vest. Uh, yeah, wear a vest and then uh, just a uh, like a girdle, like a, almost like football. Pack. Okay. You know, like the under, like the old yeah. like Cooperalls. Yeah. It's kind of similar to that. Mine was actually a hockey girdle, like a like a ref would wear. So it just okay. has a little bit of thigh protection, a little bit of hip protection. That's it. It's more from the ground than the, <laughs> it's. Not that impact, yeah. Yeah. But, wow. And how long have you been doing that? I fought bulls for 20 years. 20 years. Wow. So Pete Burns gave me my start ah, Pete. in 96. I'd been fighting bulls for almost a month at these practice pens. And he's like, you're going to work the high school rodeo for me. Okay. So I went and did it. They were happy. And he's like, you want to work the college rodeo? Okay. So I started working the college rodeo. Then I just started working all their like little amateur rodeos until I got my pro card. And so does that take you all around the country? It did. It did. I got to go a lot of cool places, a lot of cool arenas, meet lots where, of people. It was pretty awesome. Where have you gone international with it? Or all no, no. Where uh, where's the furthest you've been? Oh, well, there used to be a show on TV called uh, Toughest Cowboy. Okay, it was on Spike at the time. Okay, and it was like a little tour thing and we went on that. So we were from St. Paul, Minnesota to Raleigh, Cleveland, Atlanta, you know, kind of big metropolitan yeah. major market kind of things. Wow. Wow. Uh, where's your favorite place to go? My favorite place. Idaho. 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 All over Idaho or just 
you know, the rodeos I worked out there, the people are amazing. Okay. Uh, beautiful scenery. They've got anything you want to do. You can, it's kind of like here. Like if you want to go fish, you go 15 minutes this way. If you want to go ride bikes, you go 15 minutes that way. You know, same thing or if in the winter, if you want to go ski, there's tons of places to go ski. They have a great climate. And just all their rodeos were just, just amazing. Nice. So, and I think as a whole, yeah, probably Idaho. Is there, is there a season for it? I mean, primarily summers maybe, but can you go all year round? You know, anymore it's year round. Yeah. You know, these guys are running, you know, your outdoor rodeos fade into indoor rodeos starting in November. And then, you know, you got your NFR, but I mean, the, the season starts over again in November. Okay. And so those guys are already gathering points before the NFR even starts. Okay. So it's now like from the year before. So, but right now all the building rodeos down in Texas are going right now and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so while you're doing this bullfighting, you got, you got a backup plan. Yeah. I can do something else. Uh, it may not be the best on your body. <laughs> I'm not that guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't have a backup plan. <laughs> no, I I ran it until I until it was good. But uh, towards the end, I decided I should probably go back to school. So I started going back to school, taking classes. Uh, I thought I'd work towards pharmacy. I was kind of working in a pharmacy part time when I wasn't rodeoing. Yeah, and uh, and taking classes ended up. Uh, I don't know, kind of getting burned out on that too, but also figuring out that, you know, maybe that many concussions is probably not the, <laughs> spread. the retention was starting to, after the second semester of organic chemistry, I'm like, I can't remember anything anymore. Yeah. So. That sucks. But, I mean, so now just venturing, you know, we get those nice three credit class for each semester. Oh, yeah. Anything. Uh, gonna, yeah, I'm gonna bump over to the Hob School and uh, probably do that uh, outdoor recreation and tourism. Okay. I'm never going back to school since uh, I already have my 65 hours. I need to do something. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I I once I finished, I was like never going back. And my stepdad, my dad, my, my dad kept going. You should get your master's. And I was like, I wasn't a good student. <laughs> what am I going to be a master of not being an even worse student? Like, I love that when I leave my job, I mean, it used to be on call a lot, but when I leave my job, it's nine to five, I go home and it's over. And in the back of my head, it's not going, you should study. Oh, right. Why, why can't you remember that? You have a paper, uh, dude. Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. I do not like that. And I work on campus, so I see that stress about this time of year. And I'm like, ah, not me. Yep. It's just Wednesday. You know, I'm not freaked out about it as much. It's nice. It's nice to see that. I would love working in education and being part of the process, but uh, yeah, never going to go and get any. I mean, I wish I could like transfer that, like those credits to people that are going back to school that I work with, like you, that want to do this stuff. I'm like, here, yeah, take I, mine. Here's a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But wait, aren't you, are you, uh, what do you do on campus? So I run the glass and the floor shop. Glass. Okay. So I'm kind of, I don't know. They spread me pretty thin. Yeah. So I take care of all the, any glass, broken windows, uh, 
installation of new windows in projects that we're doing. Yeah. Stuff like that. So storefront glass, like I get a lot for Ross Hall with those old windows in there, but then the other uh, day I had a great big window at Co, one of the new modern windows. Oh, wow. But then yeah. I also do all the flooring. Wow. That's should be yeah. two people or more than probably four people. So involved. like up, like up on Ross, uh, like third and fourth floor. Yeah. The, LVT hallways and then all the carpets and all those. I did all that. All right. I remember seeing you around there. Mm-hmm. I don't get you know, all the way. I go, I, a 40 hour abatement guy for asbestos. Oh. <laughs> wow. Which doesn't keep me as busy because we have a company out of Colorado that's kind of contracted. Yeah. So what I have to do is either directly with my job, if I have to deal with something with my job that has asbestos related to it, or if it's an on-call situation where I've got to run in really fast and take care of something. Gotcha. How long have you been uh, working at UW? Five years. Five years. Uh-huh. I got my coffee cup. Rookie. I'm, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm 19. I know. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, You're going to get bored, man. You're going to get bored or tired. <laughs> I, when I moved back to Wyoming, I went to New York for, I got married and, uh lived out there worked at a new station and it burned me up it was wasn't new york city it was long island uh yeah. news wasn't really for me and uh and the and the, the marriage was going south and i got a job at the university and i was like five years i'm gonna be here five years then i'm moving back to oregon and uh it's year 19 uh actually this weekend will be like officially 19 uh may 7th and uh yeah i don't it went fast until i got into the single digits of hitting my rule of 25 yeah so i'm like when it hit about when it hit nine i was like oh nine years wow i've been here a long time and so now i'm like down to six years five years i'm like ah oh. but the best like was it a coffee cup my five year was it a coffee cup i got a pitcher like a beer pitcher oh yeah that was solid and uh a blanket one year like a game blanket um yeah like a throw thing yeah Yeah, functional functional things like the guy (laughs) next to me got i remember he got his 25th and they gave him like a painting which i'm sure it's worth something but i was he was like you want to trade i was like no way (laughs) keep my picture so (laughs) i'm gonna use this thing and so but yeah so it was five years this year so you just got appreciated at the university yet yeah got that whole deal yeah that's interesting i never pay attention till it's my year i'm like oh, okay i'll go over I there even know you're there they're like hey you got to go up there and get your thing i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah yes there's lots of emails about it and uh to make me aware and i'm like nope it's not my year i have like the each certificate on my in my office hanging up for each the 5 to 10 15 i know when my my year's next and uh so your parole, your parole. Yeah, it feels like that. Yeah, some days I'm like, and I have one of the guys I work with, Jim Petty. He's retiring in uh, June, and in June, and I've known him ever since I've worked in the field. Like he worked at UW TV when I was a student, all this stuff. And I'm just like, you can't retire. You're not. You're not old enough to retire. He's probably a good ten yeah. years older than me. And I'm like, that makes me looking right. at the lifeline of retirement. So. I'll think about it when I get 25. I may retire from the university, but probably end up doing other stuff. But yeah, for sure. 
for now, just don't do anything to screw up my job. Keep it, you know, so I can collect my full <laughs> retirement later. Uh, we spoke of your daughter earlier in in the episode in this episode earlier in the conversation. Uh, how old when she come along? Oh, uh, so my daughter, she's twelve. I have a son also. He's fifteen. Okay. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah, he has his hardship. He's driving. Oh, are are you scared? Are you you're good? Really good. Right. Super safe. He's he does good. Nice. Yeah. And is your daughter's twelve? Is that you said? Yeah. Is she like twelve, going on like thirty-five? She totally yes. Yeah. (laughs) I. I, And it gets worse every month. Yeah, it seems like. Um, everyone I know that's got daughters, it's a rough patch. I have all sisters, so I don't know what it's like. I mean, I know that they're a handful and they put my parents to the test, all of them <laughs> I mean, in different ways. And, uh, they're, they're always like two of my sisters. I have a stepsister. Two of them are always like your mom's favorite. And I'm like, I know. Cause I don't argue with her and all that <laughs> stuff. And there's no drama. I get it. Right. Yeah, I was like, uh, each each you know, each battle you know you don't have to die on this hill. Like, yeah. You maybe you should just do your dish. You know, it's not a big deal. Just wash the dish. I don't have to freak out. Or, or, or why'd you look at me that way? That was the weirdest thing I've ever. I'm like, what? Look yeah. at you. So, Where is this coming from? <laughs> yeah. And so it seems like a lot of my friends have daughters, man. That it's their handfuls already, and especially the twelve. 12 year, years old going on. And that's why I said 35 going on. Yeah. Yeah. They know more than you. Clearly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> About everything. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. One, one last question. Mm-hmm. I asked this one from everyone on the show. Since show is called all my friends with Justin Flaskrude. Uh, how do we meet? How do we become friends? Junior high, I think. Yeah. Most like likely. Nine. Eighth or ninth grade? I moved here in eighth grade. Did you play football in eighth grade? Ninth grade, right? Mm-hmm. Eighth grade, I did. Yeah. And then I wrestled. And then ninth grade, I didn't because I could run cross country at high school because of freshman year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably football then. Definitely mm-hmm. junior high. There's no distinct moment. Like, I'm trying to be like, it was in the hallway. It was doing sport. But like, right. we played sports together. We're just there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but you got into those running sports, and I was like, "Good, go run over there. I'm gonna go hit yeah. people over here. <laughs> sit over here." I remember Mike Schreckengoss. We were playing football one time. We were doing one of our long runs, and he's like, oh, "I just love running." And I was like, <laughs> "There's a whole sport for that. Like, go do that. You can go do that over there. Go do that. Like, I love hitting, and that's what we're doing. But when you run and smile, it just weirds me out. Go run and do that other places." <laughs> how are you carrying on a conversation while we're running yeah that too like uh trying not to die over here but you want to talk about how much this is awesome right so i was like i'm gonna make sure i hit you hard when we get back drills (laughs) well all right man thanks for uh being on the show and i uh, totally appreciate it it was awesome we'll see you at the reunion yeah i think i'm gonna come uh Probably one of the mulligan nights. We'll see. All right. Still trying to figure it out. All right. Yeah. I've there's never more to go to any of it because uh, we've yeah. always rodeoed. 
Yeah. And we're always somewhere if we're not usually Jubilee days, but this year, and like I said, that my schedule's open now. So I want to thank Mark for being on the show, and I hope to see him at our 30-year class reunion this summer during Laramie Jubilee Days. Now, if you're a Laramie High School class member from 1992, and you haven't RSVP'd, please do. You can find the RSVP site on the LHS Class of 92 30th Reunion page on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, I can send you the link just email me at plainsman92reunion at gmail.com. That's plainsman92reunion at gmail.com. And uh, if you know somebody that hasn't RSVP'd yet and it isn't on social media, send them the RSVP link site, the webpage, and get them RSVP'd to the event. We want to get as many of our classmates there as possible. All right, on to the next episode. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Plaskerud. All my friends, all my friends. All my friends with Justin Flaskerud. <laughs>